ladies and gentlemen, the Conservative Daily Podcast is back. And now your men of faith, Max McGuire and Joe Walton. Welcome back to Hour 2 of the Conservative Daily Podcast. Our phone number is 888-441-1121. If you feel so inclined to give us your pithy comments, your concerns, your questions, happy to take them, happy to give Josh a warm-up vetting the calls. So 888-441-1121 is our hey, and, and number. And let's, let's have somebody call in that can just be raw. I, I, I want you to understand that, and, and Max knows this about me. Josh certainly knows this about me. Everybody knows this about me. I don't, I only have one way of acting. And you can like it or not like it, but I'm the same way at home as I am at work that I am in anywhere. You put me anywhere, I'm the same, I operate the same way. And I think that at some point, I want, I want to hear raw. Just give, give it to us raw. Give it to us. Now, please don't cuss because then i got to bleep it out like we, did, like we had to last week because of me. But I want to, I mean, emotions. How do you feel? Because there are people that are listening in all the different places we are that are listening right now that need, that need to know that they're not alone. That, that this isn't that how we're feeling. It's, it's not... It's not one person or two people. We're, we're letting five, six, three percent, five, whatever it is, percentage of our population rule us. And we're not speaking up because they carry a big stick and they punch us in the back. They're acting like the Taliban. What we're dealing with now is like the Taliban over in Arab nations. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So we're going to be getting into this Somebody deal called. with Georgia with Major League Baseball. But before we do, yeah. I want to show you something because we have a recurring segment on the show. It's that it's basically the smartest person I know. Joe Biden says that Hunter Biden is the smartest person he knows. So from time to time, Hunter Biden opens his mouth and we point out that either Joe Biden knows some very dumb people or that's just a flat out lie. Here is a clip of Hunter Biden. We played a little bit from this interview last week. But here's a part of that interview where Hunter Biden says that he has smoked Parmesan cheese thinking it was crack cocaine. Smart dude. Let's go Smart. ahead and play that. Smart dude. Cut zero. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I spent more time on my hands and knees picking through rugs, um, smoking anything that re even remotely resembled crack cocaine. I probably smoked more Parmesan cheese than anyone... <laughs> Anyone that you know, I'm sure. He Tracy. thinks it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and she thinks it's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's not funny. Imagine it's sick. Imagine being so high as a kite that not only do you forget you even owned a laptop, <laughs> but imagine being so high as a kite you try to smoke Parmesan cheese. And ask yourself, was that was that man legally allowed to purchase a firearm? <laughs> no. No, he's not. Uh, no. Anyone who says that they're so high as a kite they're smoking parm cheese. Right. Anytime you're trying to smoke food to get high, I, I, I would think that you would be in violation of what was that? 11 E of the 4473. Now it's, I think, question 21. But uh, I, it's hard to imagine someone smoking condiments. And all of a sudden they're just going to go buy a gun. And oh, no, I'm not addicted to drugs. Let me just take a take a puff of this ricotta cheese. Now, come on. Come on. The guy's. Guy's obviously a drug user. Very sad, and very sad for Joe Biden that Hunter Biden is apparently the smartest person he knows. Very, very sad. So let's talk about this Georgia thing. I know you saw it, Joe. They're going after Georgia, but it all started with Joe Biden. Put up my screen. Joe Biden said that he would, quote, strongly support Major League Baseball moving the All-Star game out of Georgia over their new voting law. Now, remember when Donald Trump criticized the kneelers? And there were leftists actually saying that Donald Trump was violating the law by abusing his power to go after private entities. Right. That, that, they actually, that, there, were, there were members of Congress who stood up and called for articles of impeachment because Donald Trump intervened in a private matter, according to them, telling them not to kneel. Here, Joe Biden is saying, oh, yeah, move the All-Star game out of Georgia. And Major League Baseball complies. Major League, not only did they move the All-Star game, but they also moved the, the MLB draft out of Atlanta. And based on the permitting documents, they believe that this will have an economic impact of up to $180 million lost in Atlanta. Boycott, boycott. 
Boycott, boycott. Stop watching baseball. Just stop. Stop it. Just don't support them. Do you know, I think the NFL will be bankrupt in the next three to five years. Bankrupt. I don't think they'll be bankrupt. I, I don't think they'll be as big. I don't I think, think they'll make as much money. I think they'll make a quarter of it. What's happening in the NBA right now? They're restructuring contracts almost everywhere. Even the even the main uh, the media is coming out saying, well, you don't have as much play, so we don't have to pay you as much. It's happening, pe- people. But you have to turn it off the TV. Turn it off. Cut the cable. I did. Read a book. We have to get yeah. to the place where we're willing to make sacrifices. And that just means cutting it out. I have a friend, Derek, they came back. He was in, uh, um, uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, Tropical Island. And he goes, Joe, I haven't had, I haven't had news in a week. Because it feels really good. He goes, the only news I'm hearing about is that it's sunny and 82 degrees, uh, Costa Rica, 82 degrees outside. And the little monkeys are coming up and he's throwing stuff at the little monkeys coming up on the, uh, by the pool. That's it. That's the... That's the extent of what he did for a week. He didn't have to put up with the media. Yeah. We've got to turn it off and start turning on to things that are, that talk about truth get away from the lies. The reason why we're conflicted, the reason why we get so angry as a society is because we know what they're saying is a lie. We know that it's a lie. Oh, it's a total lie. So, it's a total lie. so those that are no, no things we're, we're afraid to speak. So then your frustration is you can't speak truth because you'll get attacked. Just speak truth. And then the, on the left, yeah. you're upset because the conflict inside of you is, oh, they're telling me all these bad things, but I don't really believe it. But I have to act like I believe it because I'm afraid. So have fear. On I, I, think the, side. I think the NFL will stay alive. I mean, the, the lingerie football league was able to survive the pandemic. I think the NFL in some way, shape or form will survive. It's too big of a behemoth just to, to fall apart. Because, again, right. if the lingerie, lingerie Football League can restructure and survive, I think the NFL would be able to. But they don't deserve to, right? And, and what we're seeing with the MLB today is they think that they know their audience. They think that they know that, oh, they're making a business decision. Yeah, there's the CEOs are, are, are making an impassioned personal choice as well. But they truly believe that they're on the right side from a business perspective as well. So as much as we hate this, the idea of injecting leftism into sports, into your pastimes, you got to fight the fire with the fire, and you have to prove them wrong, right? The NFL lost ratings, lost revenue because people turned it off. 68% of NFL watchers said that they are less likely to watch because of the injection of politics. That's a fact, right? We have to prove to the MLB that they're making a horrible mistake. NHL did it, and then they immediately reversed course as they realized, hey, wait a minute. Not a whole lot of Black Lives Matter fans are, are showing up to hockey, hockey games. Not a lot of Black Lives Matter fans buying our hockey jerseys, right? So this has worked. We have to put the MLB on notice and just turn it off. Don't watch it. Don't watch it at all. But what's been terrifying is we've seen other big businesses like Delta Airlines. You saw this one, Joe, right? Delta Airlines came out and criticized the Georgia law. Before they criticized it, Delta praised the Georgia law. Because if you actually look at the law, it expands voting rights. It, it actually makes drop boxes part of law. Last election cycle, drop boxes were just like, oh, we'll just do it. Now drop boxes have to exist, right? It's set the times that, that precincts have to be open, 7 to 7, right? Other places were opening late or closing early. Now it's set in stone. And yeah, there's an ID requirement, but you can get around it just by showing a, uh, a cable bill or a utility bill, right? It's very much like Colorado. And you don't see anyone boycotting Colorado, right? Colorado, yeah, has an ID requirement. You can get around it just by showing... Uh, a cable bill. But but the other your, part is, is if we don't do something about what happens inside of the tabulations uh, centers, if we don't do something about the election machines that are used and making sure that we hem up all the things that are holes in them, if we don't do that, it doesn't matter anyway. There's no law out there. All they're having to do is go back to the drawing board and say, okay, uh, we got three years. We're going to have to get more. That, I mean, you, you heard the thing that happened up in, in Michigan, right? Um, oh, no, we're not now. We're, we're, we're have a separate show for that. Oh, my God. Separate show for that. That's right. Can't talk about we're not that. Gonna, we're because... not going to get banned. We, we can't, but we're going to do one show a week at least where we just can talk about whatever we want. But until we get people over onto the new platform, we got to stay live there. Right now, there's only 200 people. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, but we still have a lot of people watching other platforms. So we don't want to get banned, right? But we're, we're going to talk about election stuff at least once a week on our platform, turning off Facebook and YouTube in protest. 
with the Delta stuff, the Delta stuff's crazy because you can't board an, an Air, a Delta Airlines flight without showing an ID, right? You, you can't show up to their shareholders meeting without showing up, showing an ID. Same, same with Coca-Cola, right? Coca-Cola blasted Georgia. In order to show up to a Coca-Cola uh, shareholders meeting, you have to show your ID. So how is that not racist, right? How is it not, how is Delta Airlines not racist for forcing you to show ID to board their plane? How is it not racist to have vaccination passports, right? The idea like, oh, you can't force them to show an ID to vote, but you can force them to show a vaccine passport to enter the government building. How does that work, right? None of this makes any sense. And there was a clip on one of the Sunday shows of Chris Christie laying it out perfectly. I'm no Chris Christie fan, but he, he rips into Joe Biden for lying. Let's go ahead and play this. This is cut number four. Latest fall from that new Georgia voting law, Major League Baseball moving the All-Star game. One of the things we're going to talk about on our roundtable, we're joined by Chris Christie, Rahm Emanuel, the CEO of Democracy for America, Beth Simpson. And we want to welcome Sarah Isger, our newest ABC News analyst. She's a veteran of the Trump Justice Department, also a political analyst for The Dispatch. Chris, let me begin with you. You have a baseball affiliation now, one of the newest members of the Mets board. Was this the right move for the MLB? Listen, it's just a symptom. George, it's a symptom of what's going on in our country right now. I mean, let's talk about what the Georgia law is really about, uh, because we haven't had much of that. Dropbox has now become a permanent part of the Georgia landscape. They were not prior to COVID. They are now. Minimum of 17 days of early voting, including two Saturdays and two optional Sundays. You're going to have all voters being able to have multiple ways to prove who they are. Driver's license, last four numbers of your Social Security number, even a utility bill or a free ID provided by the state of Georgia. Um, and voting is going to be till from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. as it is right now in Georgia. This is what so we what call. So what is it a symptom of? It sounds it's, like it's you're a symptom of. Them. It's a symptom of this, George. And 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 I and I hate to come in here this morning to say this because I sat here and listened to the president's inaugural address, and I just want a, a couple of real quick points from it. Politics need not be a raging fire that destroys everything in its path. Every disagreement doesn't have to be a cause for total war. And we must reject a culture in which facts themselves are manipulated or made up. And Joe Biden's broken his own rule 84 days. And now he's lying to the American people, George. He's lying about this bill. He's lying to the American people about it to cause the raging fire he said he was going to put out. I'm very disappointed. Yvette, he did make some misstatements uh, about Yeah, misstatements. He, yeah, he, he claimed that it got rid of... They're, they're not misstatements. It's not fake voting. news. It's not fake news. You can't no. you can't actually go after Biden for being a liar, right? Because the left doesn't want to call him liars. You see how he came out and said, "Oh, he did make some misstatements." No, he's a liar because the left well, are liars. Stephanopoulos got Stephanopoulos got his claim to fame by working in the Clinton administration. So he's no he's no moderate in he's any a way, liar. shape, or form. He's a liar. We, 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 Let's call him what he is. We can't expect him. He's a liar. We can't expect him to to do anything. He's a liar. Um, the left are liars. Another, Hashtag the left are liars. Hashtag left are liars. Pedophiles, rapists, and closet racists. They are. Go ahead and put it up. Here you go. Right here. Pedophiles, rapists, liars, and closet racists. That is what the Democrat Party stands for. And if you're not one and you haven't walked away yet, sorry, you're complicit in their behavior. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you probably are. Um, so we have another, I, I was, it was interesting that you didn't call them trash. Well, Is that all right. I don't want to so, go over so, the day. I, I wanted, I wanted it. No, 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 All right. I'm going to give Max what he wants. I had been staying away from this word because, you know, I, I was afraid that he would bring up a synonym today and be the walking thesaurus. So the left are trash. The Democrats right. are trash. They are absolute all trash. Right. They are pedophiles, rapists, and closet racists. They are the thing that they say they're fighting against. They are the liars. This is a huge amount of, of projection that's happening, not just in the United States, but across the globe, right? And by the way, as we defeat the left of being and, and exposing them for what they are, which is the, the devil's children, then I promise you we will, we will actually, <laughs> I'll say it. And they're gonna, somebody's going to write All a story. Right, well, you and say, said that Joe word. Joe called them the devil's. You said the word. They're trash. You said the word. You said the word. They're trash. So, yeah. Miss Bruce, go ahead and put up my screen. Our first synonym was detritus. Then was effluvium. Today's word of the day is off-scouring. Off-scouring. Off meaning discarded or useless material used in a sentence. The foundry's off-scouring was the neighborhood's eyesore. 
Do you see what it related uh, sewage? Can we actually do that one yep. next too? That'll be a good one for one. Yeah, maybe, maybe I have, yeah. I have a few. I have a few. We're, we're going to go down the list. It gets really fun as you play like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon and you get like a couple of degrees away from trash. You get some really crazy words uh, that might not show up as synonyms for trash. But yeah, every day Joe says the left are trash. We will bring up a synonym to expand the vocabulary. He's going to start avoiding it. Nope. Naturally, I had to prompt nope. him. I had to prompt him today. I'm wearing my pink hat, man. I had to be a little, I, I had to put this on to be a little softer today. I want to be a little softer. Yeah. But I'm still not going to stay away from the, the fact left that are off scouring, off scouring, and they are off scouring. <laughs> they are off scouring. <laughs> so we have we have another cup. It's a little long. I don't know if we'll play the whole thing, but this is Tom Cotton going on. I believe it's CNBC taking them to task on their misrepresentation of the Georgia bill. Let's play a little. We're not going to play all nine minutes, but let's play a little bit of it because Tom Cotton does a lot of what Chris Christie just did. And, and picks apart their lives. So let's, let's start and play, Mr. Producer, cut number five. Joining us right now to talk about Georgia's voting law, business, politics, and the intersection of all three is Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton. Uh, we should mention on Wednesday last week, Senator Cotton tweeted out, now that all these ill-informed CEOs are smearing Georgia with left-wing lies about its new election law, I welcome any of them to debate me. I'll do it on Squawk Box so they can have a home field advantage. How about it, Ed Bastian, Larry Fink? And he tagged Delta and BlackRock. Uh, neither of them are here, Senator, uh, so you are stuck with me. Uh, but uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Yeah, I see that uh, none of these ill-informed, politically correct CEOs were willing to come on your prestigious show to debate me this morning, to get into the details of this law, since most of them have only been speaking in vague generalities pressured by the far left to condemn well, Georgia Senator, unfairly well, and without reasonable basis. Senator, let, let's talk about that, though, because because clearly uh, there are now dozens of companies that have spoken out against this law. And I think the big question, and you heard it from Anthony Scaramucci before in the last hour, is whether the Republican Party is effectively pushing business, which was uh, clearly an ally for so very long, into the hands of Democrats. Well, it's not a question for me. I mean, the people we represent are the workers and the families in our communities across the country. Sometimes businesses are right, sometimes they're wrong. But CEOs that run airlines or pharmaceutical companies or credit card companies or sports leagues aren't really experts when it comes to voting laws. And that's been made perfectly clear over the last week. Their attacks on Georgia's voting law are ill-informed. They don't have a basis. In fact, Delta even praised the law before they flip-flopped and then started packing it under pressure from the left. Senator, let's talk about some of the details just, just, to, just to educate the audience, because I, I, I accept that there are elements of the law which on the face uh, look helpful to expanding uh, access. But at the same time, when you get into the details, in fact, there are lots of issues and I think that business is looking and seeing those issues, and that's why they're speaking out. Let me give you an example. Uh, for example, 94 drop boxes across the four counties that make up the core of metropolitan Atlanta, uh, which represent, which I should say, it, uh, is where the majority of, of, of black voters in the state live, and in fact is considered a, a Democrat-weighted uh, uh, area. Uh, they had 94 drop boxes. It goes down to 23. I think that's just a very clear example as one example of the problems that this law creates. No? No, not at all, Andrew. Drop boxes were a recent and emergency addition last year at the height of a pandemic. Many states added them by executive fiat or court order, but they are not some long-standing practice of American election law. This bill, though, actually expands the use of drop boxes by mandating that county use them no fewer than one per 100,000 persons. Now, voters can also go into the clerk's office or their local registrar's office and drop off their ballot. Of course, they can put their ballot in the mailbox outside their home at any time up until the designated period ends. I would also point out that Joe Biden's home state, Delaware, only has five drop boxes for the entire state. Is Joe Biden going to condemn Delaware as passing a Jim Crow 2 law? What about New York State? New York State does not use drop boxes at all. Is Rob Manford going to move Major League Baseball's headquarters out of downtown Manhattan? Somehow I doubt it, Andrew. But, but Senator, so I think the, the larger issues... And we 
So we, he mentions that about the drop boxes. The other part, we there's a little bit of background noise in there, so we're not going to play the whole interview. The other thing is then they, they go after them for the number of early voting days. Georgia will now have 17 early voting yeah. days. But that's more than many leftist states. Massachusetts only has 11. Only has 11. Um, New York only has 10. 10. New Jersey has less. Um, New, New Jersey has less um, than than Georgia will now. Right. So uh, these aren't this isn't truthful. Major League Baseball is, as he said, headquartered in New York, where they only have 10 early voting days. Why aren't they criticizing New York State? Georgia has, what, 70% more early voting days than New York? That should be celebrated. It should be celebrated, but they're not actually worried about the facts, right? They, they don't care that the Georgia voter ID law is almost identical to the ones Colorado has. No one's calling Colorado Jim Crow. No, it's common sense. Prove you live here. Provide an ID. If you can't afford one, we'll give you one for free. And, or just show us a utility bill that shows you actually live in a location in the state. Very common sense stuff, but they're just making it up. And, and the one that gets me, Joe, is the food or water. The Georgia law prohibits any political organization from electioneering within a certain distance from that. And that includes handing out free water and drinks to try and buy people's votes. Yeah, it seems silly, but if you're on that fence and it's hot out, right, and you're and you're parched, and and a political someone coming up in a Biden T-shirt hands you a, a thing of water, that's unfairly influencing your vote. In, in influencing your vote, the law allows the state to provide water to people, or allows you to bring your own water. But the left is saying, "Well, that's racist." Entitlement. Well, how is that racist? It's not. How racist. is it racist? But but saying but black people can't bring their own but, Nalgene. But here, but here's the other part: is I mean, if we just if we just if we, if we just say. We have to take the race card and just throw it out the window. Just like, whoop. I mean, we the, can't. They're, they're, the whole thing injecting it. You have to dismantle it before you throw it out the window. It already is dismantled. It already is dismantled. We live it every day. We live it every day. We have to stop focusing on defending something that doesn't exist and start focusing on the things that do exist. See, this is, this is typical of a PSYOP steal, is that you, you bring your focus to it. You're like, I have to dismantle it. No, you don't. You don't have to dismantle it. You don't. I, I, I've seen this all over the globe and I've been all over the globe. I've seen this all over the globe. If you want to get rid of it, you have to just be like, ha the left are liars. The pedophiles, rapists and closet racists. Well, they're they're the exact thing. So look, you say the left look, are liars. So I say, how are the left liars? How do you dismantle that without mentioning the fact that they're falsely bringing up race? If you're going to call them a liar, you got to explain why they're a liar, right? Yeah, yeah but you're going to try. That's not what's happening, Max. If you want to dismantle, if we talk about just race specifically, all you have to do is say, that's not a real thing. Yeah, racism exists, but 99.5% of people are just, they're just good people. And they don't care what color you are, right? And then they're like, oh, but there's this guy. 330 million people in the country, right? And you can, print, you can come up with a handful of examples. That was what you call an anomaly. That's not what you call normal, right? That's not the, that's not the normalcy that we have in our country. And stop. Next, let's talk about the fact that racism exists or, or police brutality or all the things that, that you're talking about exist in Democrat-controlled environments. The Democrats are exactly what they say they're against. You can just refocus, 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 refocus it, right? And if you get back to what the left is, and then they say, the left aren't liars. Oh, really? Tell me where most uh, incidents of brutality uh, exist. And they'll go, what do you mean? Well, they're, they're all in places that are controlled by Democrats. So it's actually, it, it, if you want to call it systemic, it's systemic at a local level, and it's systemic of being a Democrat. If you're a Democrat, you oppress black people. You oppress Hispanics. You promote going after Asians. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you don't like the truth? Oh, let's talk about the truth. Those are the things you do, right? You just turn it around. And you, just, you stop engaging with the story and saying, I'm not racist. You're like, okay, well, let me explain something to you. I'm not a leftist. And leftists are pedophiles, rapists, and closet racists. So that doesn't apply to me. But it does apply to you as Democrats. You guys have a serious problem. You should probably go solve it because you're nothing but racist. And you promote racism. You promote segregation. You promote But some here's the thing. If, if they're bring, I, I, I get it. Like, you, you don't fall into it. But, right. like, they're calling us racist. And you, you're saying, throw that out. Don't call it. And then you're saying that the Democrats are racist. So we, we, have, to, we have to fight on this battle and prove oh. that, that they're, they're full of it, right? 
No, right, you, you all, you, all we're you, doing you, is just switching. L- it. Listen, listen. If you if you try to get into the education of it and try to educate someone that is a far left leftist, you're not going to get there because they've already been given the talking points. They're like a they're like a parrot, right? And so when you're actually having the conversation where you're dismantling their argument of holistically what they stand for, you just have to talk about all the things around them that show moral and ethical depravity, that, that, that they're actually creating this environment that is destroying our society. You just have to talk about the facts. But if you concentrate only on race, you will miss 99% of the conversation. Now, look, you can do whatever you want. I mean, people could do whatever they want, but there's a reason why people don't call me a racist. You want to know what? Number one, I'm not a racist. I live my life differently. Right to, 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 you know, I live my life and you could look at every part of my life. No one would ever be able to call me a racist unless you're an ignorant, ignorant leftist. And at that point, what do I care? What do I care? I don't care what they say. They obviously don't know anything about me. Right. But but we we, we spend too much time defending and not enough time playing offense on what's truly happening. See, offense gives you vision defense. All you're doing is trying to figure out where the next dart or arrow is going to come from. Right. You have to act fearlessly and you have to talk about fact and you have to educate yourself on those facts. I just don't believe that we actually talk about race other than the ridiculous nature of it and then call them what they are, that the projection on the left is so great that it is destroying even common sense in every aspect of it. They're they're rewriting what common sense is. We're rewriting what truth is. And if you talk about that, then people will start examining. Okay, is it are, are they really this way? Is Joe is what Joe's saying actually real? Are, are they really everything that they say that they're fighting against? Let me so see if I can if I can take that thesis and prove it. And when you get to it, and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, most of the murders happen in Democrat-controlled cities. Most of the police brutality cases, Democrat-controlled cities. George Floyd, Democrat-controlled city, right? And they want to talk about racism because they're racist because it's happening in their environment because they are the racist. They can just point to it. Yeah, the only people the racist. I, I think are we're you. just arg- I think we're arguing past each other. Because yeah. what you're doing, whether whether you see it or not, but you're you're, you're still engaging in, in the topic of who's who's the racist, Because right? it's I'm not the calling, Republicans. I'm the calling racist. the left what, exactly what they are, right? I'm not I'm not saying, oh no, you're racist. I'm not a racist. You're racist. I'm saying if you're a part of the left, if you are a Democrat, you stand for you either are or you are complicit in the behavior, right? Period. End stop. Right? You're either racist or you're allowing racist racism to exist in your environment while you attack people who are good people. You pick. You're so this evil. is what this is what the Georgia Capitol looked like a few days ago. Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. These were protesters who showed up to the Georgia Capitol armed. African American protesters who were angry over the law, showing up armed legally to protest. Do you remember seeing any media coverage about insurrection? Nope. I mean, that looks pretty insurrectionist and they're, yeah. they're well within their rights to do it. But if a grandma taking pictures of the statues in Statuary Hall while staying in between the velvet ropes, if that's insurrection, that's sedition, then what the hell is this? Right. Again, if, if, if these are the rules that if you if you protest at all at the Capitol building, even a little bit violently, that you're an insurrectionist. But that's completely fine. I just uh, that's. I mean, this this is an example of racism in media. The minute I mean, you just look at all the shootings, all, all of the the car crash at the Capitol, it was a nation of Islam follower ran the car and then he ran was a out jihadi. with a knife. He was a jihadi. Well, we don't know if he was a jihadi, but we know he was a follower of the nation of Islam. He's a, a jihadi, a disciple of uh, Farrakhan. He we a know jihadi. that. Um, but the left was saying, "Oh, another white person." Another white person attacking the Capitol. See, this Guess is why what? we need these fences. Yep, put a fence up. But the, the lie travels around the world. The lie travels around before they even the truth can even get out there. And when the truth gets out there, people already think, oh, yeah, a white person just drove into the Capitol. Oh, yeah, a white person just shot up a Boulder supermarket. I mean, all these hate crimes. I was just I was looking through the anti-Asian hate crimes. All the wanted posters in New York, almost all of them are African-American, which isn't a race thing. But we've been presented this, that the rise in anti-Asian hate crimes is white supremacy. Well, this is the it's darkest white supremacy I've ever seen. This yep. is this is darkness. You ever, you ever see the uh, the uh, <laughs> the Chappelle show? Darkness. Darkness is spreading. This is what this feels like. I mean, it's just a complete lie. They're lying to us. It's all it's white supremacy. That's why all the Asians are being made fun of. No, it's African-Americans, by and large, attacking Asian people. The media just covers that up. Don't mention the race. 
Now that that's the race, and and that's why Charles Barkley was absolutely correct. When you put a white person and a black person in the same room, they're going to be friendly. They're not going to be attacking each other. But you start playing the, the news channels. You start putting the New York Times, the Washington Post. You start putting the politicians into the mix, ginning up the divisions. Then, yeah, that's how you get this. There are now going to be more voting days, in early voting days in Georgia than New York. And they responded. I'm pointing at the picture. Go ahead, put, it, put my screen up again. They responded to that by going to the Capitol armed. Because they've been told that their rights are being taken away. But and, what? That, and who's that, doing it? And Charles Barkley will say it's your politicians and it's the media. Those two people, those two entities, those two groups. And by the way, this is not just just a, a left issue. I, I'm not a big fan of Tom Cotton. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, he he can he stands mostly on the left Republicans. I'm going to let things go. I'm going to let things come through. Right. I, I'm not a big fan. Right. I think that we have a massive problem in our country with truth. We have a massive problem in our country with indoctrination and an ideological bend that goes away from truth. And by the way, if you, if you want to get people away from truth, take God out of this society first, because the first thing you do when you seek God is to seek truth. Right. And that's what we've done yeah. in our country. Get, take God out of the equation. So you have no barometer. And then from there, I can convince you of anything. That's what they did. And they allowed yeah. the statues to get taken down. Are you kidding me? I mean, we should put more statues up. Put more up. Oh, you're, you're white supremacist. What, really? Who? Who's a white supremacist? People, uh, in, in Theo Jen in D-Live says, I thought that I defended the, white pa the Black Panthers carrying guns at the Sacramento Capitol. I do. I do. What I'm, you, you have every right. If you want yeah, to protest yeah. legally, open carrying, you have every right to do it. I'm just pointing out that we live in a world where the media will call peaceful protests with a couple dozen people breaking some glass, breaking into a door, an insurrection, sedition. Sedition's punishable by death, right? There are people who have been arrested for just walking through Statuary Hall after they were led in by police and urged to go inside by police. They're now, they've now been arrested and are being charged. If that's sedition, then what the hell is that? And I'm saying that people have the right to do everything. You have the right to break into the Capitol. But if a police officer says, come inside, and you're walking around taking pictures of Statuary Hall, you're not, you shouldn't be eligible for a potential death penalty offense. Come on. Well, just so no, so you, I, I support their right to do that entirely. I'm just calling out the complete hypocrisy from the media that, that if you're white, it's insurrection. If you're black, it's, it's somehow a peaceful protest. Yeah. So, by the way, uh, Kenny points out to the NFAC, that's exactly who it was that was on there. Um, down there at the Capitol, just so you know. And that's the one that accidentally, a guy accidentally shot himself a couple months back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Very, very unfortunate. So uh, brief brief aside, um, we have another sponsor for this hour. Josh, go ahead, put up the screen. Today's second hour is brought to you by Parmesan cheese. <laughs> Parmesan cheese. <laughs> Excellent on food. Excellent up your nose, apparently. Yeah. And that is. Smoking it. Yeah, that I mean, is Hunter Biden's head. Nose put on the body of, I believe, the Dos Equis man, and then no, wheels of not. Parmesan cheese around him. Well, I guess it would be. <laughs> With white powder all over his nose. and White powder and, all over his nose. Just, just paint the picture for the audio version, audio listeners. Mm -hmm. Which, again, if you're not already downloading the audio podcast, make sure you do it in case you can't watch live. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> the lies being told about the Georgia law are stunning. And the hypocrisy of it, the hypocrisy of it all, and the hypocrisy of the vaccine passports. Did you see what the DOJ came out with, Joe? You see what the DOJ no. came out with on the vaccine passport? So we, last, last week, I put out a publicly available document. I put out a PDF that has been publicized by, um, by the CDC. Yep. The DOJ is now warning that if you print that out, you might be guilty of a federal crime. What? Think about that. The CDC puts the PDF of the vaccine card online, presumably so people can print it out. Why put something online if no one's supposed to ever print it out? And why have it be public facing? It just makes no sense. But if you fill it out and if you write on it, right, there's no law that makes it a crime to fill out your own vaccine card. If you believe in your heart of hearts you were vaccinated on X day at X location, you have every right to do that. The crime comes in, and this is where it's really sinister. The DOJ, FBI have been searching for this. The crime is misrepresenting the CDC logo. 
So the crime is, is having a government logo on an unofficial document and presenting it as an official document. So the solution is to Photoshop the logo. No one's going to look at it. No one's going to think twice. Remove the word CDC from the logo. Change the logo. Just erase, erase the logo. Delete just, the logo completely. Just put up CDC, just with your own letters, draw and crayon. <laughs> C- yeah, yeah. CDC. Well, you tried to say you were a CDC. No, I'm the I'm the center for uh, uh, Delta Kappa. <laughs> <With C. laughs> I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and find the actual post. Um, th- they're claiming that that is is what would be violative, and that you'd be committing a federal crime if you do it. What does so it remind you of? Out. Everyone, what does this remind you of? Who does this remind you of? Yeah. This is communist China. By the way, you go to communist China and you actually want to go into a government building, they have big fences and barriers and people with guns and you can't get into them. You can't go in and, and meet with the government leaders. You can't. This is what we're dealing with. They're trying to turn our country into a communist country. And they're not hiding it anymore. They're not hiding it. Yeah. They're standing out in front and saying, hey, by the way, we want to be communist. They're not hiding it. The PSL gets together. The, what is it? The, what is it? Socialists. Liberation, yeah. LSP, whatever. Well, the Palestinian, Palestinian Liberation Front. No, PSL. Wait, PSL is the. There's, uh, there's so many. There's so many abbreviations. Yeah. There's so many communists. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a Soviet liberation movement or whatever. But the point is, is that they're clowns. Let's call them what they are. They're trash. They're trash. Uh oh. Did someone they're, just say trash? I did say trash. Did someone just say trash? I said trash. Everyone. Trash. This is a this is a very special day, because now we have two. Synonyms of the day. Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. The left are deadwood. <laughs> deadwood. Discarded or useless material. Used in a sentence, yeah. much of the material in the final cabinets is just deadwood. Hashtag the left are deadwood. Be careful. We're going to start having multiple. There's a lot of synonyms. Yeah. Apparently, well, one, apparently one is trumpery. What's this one? Oh trumpery. Boy. Language, behavior, or ideas that are absurd and contrary to good sense. Huh? That's interesting. Um <laughs> Yeah, so we can kick that down, Mr. Producer. Deadwood. Hashtag the left are deadwood. Yeah. Look, we, we, we just, and we, and we beat we beat a dead bush, our bed. Uh, we, 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 mm. <laughs> we, we keep, we keep. Joe, this is a family show. Yeah, I know. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it PG. <laughs> but we keep going over the same thing over and over and over again. And, and the reality of it is, is that it, it does come down to every story we talk about is more lunacy, more craziness. And I think that the thing that I want people to take from this, when you, when you leave here, when you go about your business, be truthful, be authentic, right? Operate with courage. Courage is more infectious than fear, right? And do something. Act, act in that environment, right? Act in your faith. Act in the ability to speak truth, right? And I didn't say you had to call people up and scream and yell at them. All right. So don't don't get it wrong. You don't have to scream. There's no screaming that's necessary. I'll tell you about a guy that I met, Max. This is really interesting. We had an event with uh, Katie Hopkins and Trevor Loudon, and uh, it was a just a uh, intimate event at a barn. We had some food, um, drinks, and just you know they they spoke. And there was a guy there who's from Australia, and what was interesting is is that he he had been to several events. So he went to the event in in Golden, he went to an event in Aurora, he went to an event different places all over Colorado. And um, so he showed up there and somebody walks up to me, uh, you know, and says, Joe, Antifa is among us. And I went, what? They're like, yeah, this guy, he, he told me he was Antifa. And I go, oh, okay, told you he was Antifa. He's like, yeah, he told me he was Antifa. I was like, great, I'm gonna go talk to him. Where is he? He's like, he's to my right. He's to my right, over my right shoulder. And I look over, I was like, with the black jacket? <laughs> She's like, yes. I was like, okay, I got to go. I walk over and sit down to him. I was like, hey, I heard you're Antifa. <laughs> I just came right out and said it, right? Now, I didn't believe he was Antifa, but this is the problem with us is we eat our own. We have a bad conversation. Now, it could he be Antifa? Probably, maybe, right? I mean, I, I, there's some things that I learned about him that because I started talking to him there and he was really embarrassed. He was embarrassed by the fact that he was being called out and being isolated. And what we do on the with conservatives is, that we, again, we eat our own, right? So I had a conversation with him. We went to um, the next place, the, the after uh, deal to grab a, a, another bite to eat. And there were probably 25 or 30 of us. And 
I sat down next to him and just started talking to him about ideology, talked to him about what happened, you know, what was the experience like in Australia, what brought him to the US, where did he live before? And you could see that he's probably like many people. He's, uh, first of all, he, he's gay, right? So he came out and said, well, I'm gay. And I was like, okay, is, is that all? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, good. We got past that, you're gay, next. And he talked about some of the things that, that he believed. Now, some of it I believe that he didn't believe, right? So some of it is like, hey, I can't figure out where I really belong. And I truly believe that across the board, he probably has some leanings that are left. He probably has some leanings that are you know, conservative, trying to figure out where he belongs. Maybe he's Antifa, maybe he's a socialist. Um, he does work for the airline. I'm not gonna out him on who he is, but, but we had a good conversation. And then somebody else walks up and said, oh, he's been, you know, he, he, he's been, you know, he, he's Antifa. Again, took on that he's Antifa, right? This is how you can take someone that could be your friend and turn him into your enemy literally overnight, right? And so at the end of it, I'm sitting here having a conversation with him. Someone actually creates friction between it. He says, I got to go, right? I was truly embarrassed. He was embarrassed, right? Because somebody else decided they're going to attack this man, right? And when all he was doing was having a conversation about ideologies, like, hey, I believe this and I believe this and maybe I don't believe this. But he took the time. He bought a ticket at every one of the events he went to. He took the time to show up. He took the time to ask questions. He was sensible in his approach to things. So maybe, is he? Maybe. But the same way that I got on that phone call with Eric Coomer by a guy that was with Antifa for four or five years, that guy's no longer Antifa. But he has to walk around, you know, slowly pulling himself out of the weeds. The same thing we said for this guy. If he is great, if he is, if he is on the left, great. Maybe he's a classical liberal. Maybe he hasn't figured out what he is. But we spend so much time screaming and yelling at each other that we forget about strength is not necessarily beating someone over the head, right? Strength is knowing you can beat them over the head if you have to, but let's have an intelligent conversation and I'm going to act in my conviction, right? So anyway, so I, I did reach out to him and he, uh, you know, he accepted my apology and I said, hey, look, maybe we'll get together at some point. Um, he said he'd listen to the podcast and look into it. So again, we, we, have, this, we have this ability to think that it's a zero-sum game. That as people, we have to stand up and punch them in the throat. No, you can, you, you know that you can if you had to, right? But the strength is actually in doing things and walking down a path without any fear, knowing that, hey, if they want to try and push a consequence on you, at that point, you can, you can show them the strength that you have. Not necessarily just coming out and just, you know, pushing people. We have somebody on the call? All right. Yeah, pushing people we over. Know. The, Josh over has the been Josh has been trying to let you know we've had someone on the phone for a few minutes. We have Dusty yeah. on the phone. Dusty wants to talk about the printable vaccination card and why they would make it easy to print if it was a felony. Dusty, welcome to the show. Gentlemen, good day. How are we doing today? Pretty good. How I'm you doing? Good, good, good. Not bad, not bad. So uh, just quick, quick assumption for you. I live in Southern California, so I'm in the heart of the beast. Uh, yeah. One thing that I noticed is when they put this document up for uh, download, one thing that would be beneficial for us in our kind of modern Boston, Boston Tea Party movement, which is we could flood that website with traffic. We could download that PDF more times than any. Uh, I forget. I think it's like a picture of Madonna. She's facing the wrong way. She wanted it offline. And what the Internet did was <laughs> make it really, really prevalent. Just, I mean, this is my only thought is that we could definitely flood that site with traffic and get as many downloads as possible. Oh, yeah. So that, for what? That would still be out there. Oh, 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 definitely. We published it on our page. We go ahead and we can uh, put up my, my screen again. It's right here. It's, uh, I got this one from, I believe, Missouri. All different states have it up. Very easy to download. Again, don't do anything illegal with it. And if, if, if apparently it's a crime to use the CDC logo, if you're going to do anything with it, make sure you take the CDC logo out. Uh, but I'm very confused as to why they would, I agree with you, why they would put this up there if it was a felony to, to take it, to print it and use it. Um, it's also stunning to me, Dusty, that the FBI doesn't have time to investigate how Hunter Biden, high on Parmesan cheese, would illegally buy a gun <laughs> and, high, and high on Gouda or whatever, would dump that gun in a school zone. They don't have time for that, right? But they have time to research the different ways to criminally prosecute someone who prints out a publicly available document. Very, very questionable. Very, very questionable. Yeah, I, don't, I don't get it. 
but the laptop that's clearly traceable to somebody is not good enough. Yeah. And I think that yeah. the, the, the double standard that we see, it really helps me when I'm explaining to employees. I, I'm a landscaper, so I work with uh, Central American migrants, mm-hmm. ones who have come legally and illegally. And even the ones who have come illegally have actually came around to hearing what I have to say. And when I explain to them that they've cut in line, and I have a, my best friend, his father is Asian and came here from Vietnam when he was uh, a teenager. He worked his entire life. When I was in ninth grade, that man achieved citizenship status, and it was one of the greatest moments of his entire life. Uh, just we had like a party, and I got to celebrate with him, and everybody in his family was so, so proud of him. To think that somebody could just cut in line and, and get a $400 hotel room and a free bus ride to, to somebody who I know has contributed to America and made us a very, very popular or a, a prosperous uh, nation, I think that, that is just we're we're in such a, a, a bad time in this country, and I really appreciate everything you guys uh, are doing. Thank you. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, no, it's it, it's it's incredible. The immigration immigration. We talk about immigration all the time. I don't want to beat a dead horse with it, but it's it's disgusting what they're doing with the border. It, it truly is. We're being overrun here in Texas, and if you don't live in Texas, I'm sure you're seeing it in Southern California too. If you don't live in one of these Uh-oh. border states, it's going to it's gonna reach you soon. And it, it's really terrifying, the kind of people that they're just releasing. Um, really, really it, sad stuff. The, well, thank you so much rate. for the call. We'll give you one give you one last thought before we let you go. Oh, yeah, quick one. Uh, just, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll drop what we had for the conversation for just a second and just say that everybody listening, everybody, please do your part. Um, even if you live in the heart of the beast in Southern California or you live in uh, a free, prosperous uh, uh, state, just... Do your part. Educate people. Be the the strong conservatives we know you can be, and uh, we'll get through this. Yeah, yeah. And a, repeal Newsom. Repeal Newsom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Please, please re- repeal him, and and that'll show you the power we call, we of the people, Newsom. right? That'll show you the power of the people. Um. So we have a comment, by the way. Hey, thanks for calling in. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much, Dusty. Um. Just self-identify. This is a comment. Just self-identify as vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you have he, she, and all that stuff, you could just say, no, 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 just call me vaccinated. No, 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 just, yeah. just call me vaccinated. Just call me vaccinated. Well, are you vaccinated? Well, I yeah. identify as vaccinated, so I'm, a, I'm, I'm vaccinated, right? Yeah, no, there were people, there were people years ago who would print out their own driver's license when in states that only had male, female. They would print out their driver's license and they would edit it, and they would print out a new version of their driver's license, and that's what they would use as if that's real. But that's not a felony, right? This is, I mean, this is, this is crazy stuff. And, and listen, guys, creating, fabricating government IDs, photo IDs is a very serious crime that has been bolstered since 9-11. Like when, when college kids get fake IDs and they get charged, they're charged under terrorism crimes because it, it got, the punishments got a lot more severe after 9-11. But this CDC card, vaccination record card is not a government ID. It is not a photo ID. It cannot get you on an airplane, right? It can't do any of that. It's just, it, it technically, it's a medical record. Right. So you'd say, presumably, the doctor can keep your medical records. You can keep your own medical records. And if in your heart of hearts, you believe that you were got your first and second dose, or maybe you just got the J&J shot, you got your first dose. If in your heart of heart, you believe that you were at such and such hospital or such and such clinic, and you got that shot in the arm, and you believe in that heart of hearts, who's to tell you that you can't keep your own medical records? Honestly, who's to tell you? So do it legally, but if, if for your own purposes you think it's important to have your own medical records showing your vaccination records, then yes, that's what this is for. Go ahead, put up my screen just for everyone. You can go ahead and, and, and take a screenshot. Nice little vaccination card. And you can find it very easily available because, honestly, the CDC wants you to be able to maintain your own records. Do so legally. Do so. They wouldn't put it up if they didn't want you to download it. The caller mentioned... Uh, Madonna. It's called the Barbara Streisand effect. Um, I, I, I think it happened with Madonna too. Barbara Streisand had a really nice house in California and people were taking pictures of it and she wanted the pictures taken down off the internet as if she has some right to govern the use of airspace around her property. So it ended up having the opposite effect. Now everyone has seen her house, right? Whereas if she had just left it, no one would have seen it because no one cares what Barbara Streisand's house looked like. But because she wanted it taken down off the internet, millions of people now know what her house looks like. Same deal with this CDC vaccination card. 
if they just shut up, no one would see it. But now that the FBI is saying don't download it, that's the fastest way to get it downloaded. Joe, you seem like a little like a, a busy little beaver. Yeah, so so I'm 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 actually uh, yeah I'm on D Live right now and I'm talking and let me I, I want to say something. This is really interesting. So there's a guy named Spartan on there that says he is pro white. So I asked him what that meant, and uh, and, and it was really interesting. He said, "No, I, it means that we should keep the U.S. and Europe as white as possible." I said that hopefully it means you're comfortable in your own skin. Um, and so the 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 thing is is it, is he does he have a uh, you know, is this is this his experience that's actually drawing to it? So I'm having actually a really interesting conversation. Now, obviously, it, it's hard for me to hear someone that wants to be pro-white considering my family is interracial. So it, it's tough for me to hear those words and not understand the, the where he came from. And he talks about stuff like uh, South Africa and look what happened in South Africa. Uh, and, and so I'm trying, let me just, I'll just say it on the, on right here. My issue is that, I don't find myself pro-white, pro-black, pro-Asian, pro-Arab, pro-Hispanic. I'm not pro-anything, right? I just am. And I judge people by the character, not by, the, not by their skin color. And so it, it's difficult for me to look at that, but we do have these... Uh, we, we do have these cultural chains that are put on people of color in some areas. And typically that's done by the left in order to create a more segregated society. So it's the opposite of what we'd expect. So I, I have many, 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 many very smart, very good people who are of every race. And I, and I think that, you know, Spartan would probably do well if he could um, embrace those people as not the... Uh, exception of the rule, but the rule, and then identify the left for what they are and that they want to keep us divided. And, and you know, the, the idea of what's happened in Europe had nothing to do with, you know, whites being overrun by people of other ethnic or, or other races. They were overrun by a religious ideology, specifically Muslim ideology that brought with it a whole bunch of baggage um, that again got to being a racist ideology. And if anybody's been in the Middle East, you know that that there's a lot of racism that exists in the Middle East. A lot. Cat, the caste system is is pretty dramatic. Wait, which which Islamic conquest of Europe are you talking about? Are you talking about 1492 when the when the Moors were driven out of Spain? Or are you talking about the influx of refugees that we've seen in the last 10 years? Because well, there's the, two different ones. Yeah, so I, I think the influx of, of, of refugees coming into the UK, we'll use that as an example specifically, has allowed for the left, the far left, to want to break down the constructs of their society there as well. They're, they're hoping that it collapses on itself by putting so much pressure on it and then using race as this thing to allow more radicals to come in to destroy everything that their society stands for. And it's almost there. I mean, we talk about, we talk about the UK. The UK is literally almost South Africa <laughs> on yeah. steroids. Well, uh, I don't know what's in that guy's heart when he says he's pro-white. I do know that it should, you should be allowed to express white pride. If, if you had a white parade, you wouldn't be if, – if you said, I want to have a white heritage parade, you'd be lambasted as a white supremacist where no one right. cares when you have a Puerto Rican Day parade, right? No one cares about any of that. If you want to have a white history month, you get called a racist. I, I think that there is a way to have pride in your heritage. That isn't necessarily racist when people point to South Africa, which what's happening to white farmers in South Africa is terrible, right? Absolutely terrible. Yeah. But it's also terrible what white people did to native Africans through apartheid, right? That's terrible too. So it's South, South Africa is complicated. And like many political systems, the pendulum swings too far one way and it swings back. And if you don't stop it, it goes too far the other way. This is that swinging backwards killing white farmers to reclaim the land. So South Africa, I don't get, but when you look at like, you mentioned Europe, yeah, if, if we have immigrants into the United States, it doesn't necessarily ruin the United States. Now, we want those immigrants to love the United States, to want to support our freedoms, right? To care about upholding and defending the Constitution. But that doesn't necessarily change it. If you all of a sudden import a bunch of refugees, a bunch of, of African migrants into, let's say, Sweden, and no one speaks yeah. Sweden any, Swedish anymore, is it still Sweden, right? Is France still France if the refugees refuse to learn French? Right. So in Europe, it's a little bit more complicated because those are those are borders that have been drawn around around really linguistic boundaries. And, yeah, you look at France and Germany, there's some there's some intermingling between it. And, yeah, there are signs 
where the towns have changed hands over the years with the wars. But Germany, there's Germans. Like, you know, there's Germans in Germany. There's fr- the French in France. Right. When you lose that identity, that, that becomes a lot more terrifying. Um, we will never have Americans supplanted by some, some other group of people. Yeah. But it's a very real threat that Germany will s- cease to be German if you bring in a bunch of people who care nothing for the Germanic identity. Right. So, so I, I want to I point something out. And, and this is really something for Spartan on DLive specifically. So if you're not there, interesting conversation. I'm going back and forth from the website to there looking at both. But um, th- w- the problem with what we look at as being problematic, and, and he said some things that being pro-white does not mean that you have to hate any race. The problem, the problem with what, what, how Spartan is seeing the world, is seeing this situation of being pro-white because they have lower crime rates, and he said that as well, and that you know, white people actually you know, built the U.S. and Europe. That's actually not true. But um, if, the problem with looking at things that way is that you do the same thing that people that, that have bends towards um, uh, ideologies that aren't supported by fact, and that is you're servicing the symptom, not the problem. The problem is, is that the left goes into environments, weakens those environments, and pushes down race. They actually do things to push down Hispanics, push down blacks, push down other eth- other races. And you can go back to uh, Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood of what it stands for versus what it actually does. It, it kills babies. It kills minority babies at a rate of nearly 85 to 90%. So and more babies actually have died of being aborted than are actually born in the black community specifically, right? Over the last 50 yeah. years. So, so the problem is, is that we, we, we're not addressing the problem. We're addressing the, oh, well, it, it's majority black. So then, you know, and there's more crime there. So it must be just related to race. It's not. It's related to the systematic approach of how to oppress and culturally separate them from society. Take away certain abilities, take away certain opportunities, give one in a million, make it like winning the lottery, right? And then you could say, hey, I'm not racist, I'm standing up for everyone, see, it's all oppressive. When there's not a conservative in sight, we have to start looking at the ideologies of the left, which are really evil, right? And if we identify that, then we can get past race. We can say, hey, listen, it doesn't matter what color you are, we, we can build a great society together. Right. But if we don't get away from the leftist radical ideologies, we will never build a life together because that's not what they want. So the intersection of the far, far right and the far left actually intersect. They actually they actually touch. Right. And those radical agendas on the on the uh, push people towards the chaos, not towards solving the problem. And if we solve the problem, the problem is not race. It has nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with the restraints put upon society, the chains put upon society that are meant to be there to show roadblocks that maybe necessarily aren't there, but they, they want to weaken everything around it. And if that's not true, then why is education weaker? Why do they take God yeah. out of the community? Why do they do everything to weaken the black, the nuclear family? Why did they come out and say that? Why did the left come out and say, hey, we want to crush the nuclear family? Right. Those are all things that are done by mules in their own race to create division, divide and blame what they're doing to that race. Right. On the white devil. And it's not the white devil. That's a problem. Right. It's not the problem. The problem is, is that the leftist radical ideology is the problem. It absolutely is the problem. So I think I got what you're saying, but we are out of time. We're going to have to have another episode where we do a deeper dive into race. That's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. Two hours goes by way too quickly. So if you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to our Facebook page, uh, our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and follow our Facebook page. Follow and subscribe to our DLive channel. And our website did work today. Didn't have as many people watching it. I don't think the text message went out. So now we have to ask them what's going on with that. Um, if you got a text, let me know in the comment section. I didn't receive one, so I'm not sure if it even went out. So let us know if you got one. But it looks like it was working. I don't know if we stress tested as much as we needed to, but hopefully tomorrow we'll get more people on that platform. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio version. That's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or iTunes, and Podbean. We go live Monday through Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, so make sure you, you watch live. And if you can't watch live, the audio version of the podcast is a great way to stay up to date. Make sure you check out all the links in the description. Sign up for the text list. Sign up for the email list. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman.
And remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.